Robert. How are you? All right, thank you. Ralph says hi too. Just hi, Ralph. It's been a long time. It has. We kind of just keep forgetting rather yeah. than putting well, it off. Actually, last week, and maybe even the week before, yeah, just completely forgot. Um, you kind don't of care what day about it was. Me. You don't care about me anymore, do you? Out of sight, out of mind, John. Mm-hmm. That's how I like to keep you. <laughs> uh, so how have you been? Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Not bad at all, actually. Kind of uh, just starting to get busy, which is nice. Excellent. Um, well, let's talk about that in a minute. Let's uh, yeah. introduce So, This is North v South. I'm John Elliman. And on the other end of the pipeline is Rob Turpin. And this is episode number 98. 98. We're going to squeeze in uh, two more episodes before Definitely. the end of the year. Cool. It, we've got to, haven't we? Yeah. It'd be rude not to. Yeah. So I put a tweet out at the beginning of the show, just quick, you know, just before. Yes. And um, the flood of questions. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is, this is, I know you're, you're, you know, you're somewhat of a, of an internet celebrity and this is my, my life in, uh, in social media. Just an empty do we not get any replies at all? Sounding bell. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, that's annoying, isn't okay, it? Okay, well, I can answer that question. There. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, not that we need any, because uh, I've got a pile of stuff to get through yeah, today. Yeah, you've been so, you've been collecting material for the last few weeks. Yeah, well, I've also had a little bit more time on my hands, so I've uh, been just uh, pottering. Oh. Which well, is gonna, not, I, well, pottering as much as I can potter. Yeah. Well, I'm going to let you crack on then. What's on your desk? Uh, what's on my desk? Well, I've got a tidy desk for once. Um, I've rearranged my office. I like it. Got rid of some old bookshelves that came back from one of my wife's shows um, <laughs> that I'd hacked and it was very, very wobbly. Yep. So I got rid of all that and I tidied up a load of stuff. It's, it's easy just to get covered in, you know, just piles of waste, especially when I'm making lots of prints just paper everywhere yeah yeah so and 3d printing stuff and just how's that going everywhere. i haven't done any <laughs> I've, I've done i did some at the weekend actually i haven't i just haven't had time but i'm slowly moving back to it so moving one of the desks out of the way i found a huge pile of a uh, foil of chocolates um on the floor and found that how mice got into our house i love the way mice can unwrap chocolates i think it was this easter but jess had put all of the easter eggs for my daughter and you know nieces and nephews and Mm. all that kind of stuff in a bag under the stairs and when we came to give them out (laughs) they had all been eaten by a little family of mice what they'd managed to do was push a an electrical socket, well, not an electrical socket, but a um, an old fashioned aerial socket like you yep. used to have for TVs. Yeah. They pushed it off the wall, <laughs> so it was hanging off, and and got it in that way. And then it was just a whole sort of nest of little foil foil wrappings from yeah. Easter eggs under there. So I'm gonna have to get the older uh, expanding foam, yeah. fill that little hole. Your your rat catching dog not doing any absolutely mouse useless. catching. In fact, he's, uh, yeah, I've been nursing him because he got bitten by a lurcher. And I didn't notice until I got home that he had a two-inch hole in his chest. Bless him. Or in his neck. Um, and the vet told me, oh, he went for his final checkup today, uh, yesterday, and the vet told me that it was uh, a close one. It was a few millimetres away from his jugular. Good Lord. Yeah. He's um, 
cost me 700 quid. Well, that serves you right for not paying attention, Jill. It's the most expensive round I've ever bought <laughs> in the pub. <laughs> and how is he now then? Oh, he's fine, yeah. Is he back he to his fine. He didn't, the reason that I didn't notice was because he just is a meathead Jack Russell and didn't really make a fuss about it. There yeah. was just a bit of a kerfuffle in the pub with a dog that was off its lead because the owner was, you know, his dog's too good for yeah, leads. Of course. Yeah. Muppets. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad he's uh, he's mended. Yeah, he's mended. We've got a, a new arrival coming in February. Very exciting. Yeah. It's uh, a Lancashire healer. Which or- I did say sounded like a cheese. Yeah, it does. Uh, well, even it's also known as an Orms Kirk. Where's that from? Orm, it's Orms Kirk, Lancashire. Kirk, is Orms it a Kirk. town in? Yeah, yeah. Don't know how you pronounce that. So I'll just stick to Lancashire. And this is a a, a cow uh, herding dog. Yes, we we um we. So have I expect the it's the size of a cow. No, it's tiny. It's smaller than a corgi, which is also a cat cow herding <laughs> dog. They're cool. Yeah, they do look cool. Once I'd googled <laughs> it. They're just not very, you know. There's not much demand for cow herding. No, anymore. What uh, what's their um, kind of temperament like? Are they uh, terrier? So okay. you have to Similar. be quite hard with them. Cool, but pretty bright. And well, funny. I shall I shall look forward to meeting her, the Lancashire healer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other things. I'm not going to talk about work for a bit. Good. I've been painting figures. Cool. Now, I, I have painted some figures recently in the last couple of years, but I haven't painted any fantasy figures, you know, Warhammer-type yeah. games workshop, Citadel miniatures, they were called when I was young. And I, I'm just having a great time <laughs> doing it. I've been, I, just for a bit of therapy, you know, just sort of just to let your mind wander. They look great. To a few podcasts. That pic you've posted. It's moved on so much and the paints are so easy to use now. Mm. You know, when, when I was doing it, it was all enamels, but now it's all acrylics. But not only acrylics, but you can get different sort of um, mediums that you can add to the acrylics to change the nature of it. So you can make it transparent. You can stop the flow of it so you can blend and you can do all sorts of amazing things. And some of the art that people do... It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It so really different to how things used to look when I'd painted them. Yeah, there was also a style, wasn't there? A very black, yes. outlined, heavy... Well, that's it. We used to, I used to um, undercut everything in black yeah. before I painted any of my figures back then. Um, well, now, now people do it in a lighter colour, but it's also... Black is coming back, So, but what you can do is you can underpaint. So I'm learning all about, you know, kind of real traditional painting techniques. Mm. So you underpaint your the tonal variations yeah. that you want on the on the figure and then you go over it with a translucent paint building it up slowly so it retains the the light definition underneath it yeah it's, it, and it looks really effective it does i love this the stuff you've done i, I do have a criticism of some of the stuff i see online i follow a couple of kind of hobbyist painters on instagram and i think sometimes they just look everything just looks too vibrant and clean yeah, well, that, um, that's a, apparently that's quite a British style. It's, it's is called it? the clean look. Yeah, because yeah. I've been watching a guy called. If you want to see someone who's a re- really interesting dude, is Darren Latham. He's an ex. Um, what's the what was the what was the Games Workshop painting team called? They're called like Evy Metal, uh, weren't they? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was one of their one of those teams, and he and he talks about the clean movement, but then. Now it's the internet has arrived or, you know, sharing of, of, um, of techniques, especially in the last five years or so on YouTube. Yeah. 
the, the world styles have all sort of merged into mm. one. So, because um, uh, it seems like the American style is very different to the English style okay. with a lot more blending going on gradients yeah. and stuff. But because I've got an airbrush, I can, can kind of do those effects. So, yeah, I've only done like a couple of figures, but I, 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 it's really good fun. Cool. <laughs> really good fun. Therapeutic? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because you just stick on a... I, I can't listen to like audiobooks while I'm coding or anything like yeah. that. So... To do to do something that is creative, but it's kind of like you know your mind switches off because it's a it just it's a process, isn't it? Yeah. Rather than an intellectual exercise. Absolutely. So have you been listening to you know a lot of the Rings or audio books while you've been painting? No, just um just listening to geeky podcasts. Mm. Fair enough. Oh, it's good. So that takes me on to I've been playing some games because I'm still thinking about making a game. Yep. So at the weekend, I play Pandemic, which is a kind of a disease game. Like, okay. A bit like Risk, but a disease yeah. starts spreading and you've is got this, to contain it. Is this based... There's one on uh, an iOS game, I think, which I think is called Pandemic. Right. And it's where you have to... It's the opposite. You have to kind of manufacture yes, a, I've a played disease. That. Yeah. yeah. Which is, is a good little game, but it's quite grim. <laughs> Yeah, this is this works the other way around, and it's a it's a collaborative game. So you all sit around the table, and you you are trying all to solve the uh, the spreading disease. Mm. It's just really well done, and it turns into a, a role playing game really quickly. Okay, because you get given out each person gets given a role, not to play, but that you yeah. know they have special abilities. So there'll be a, a medical team and a research team and all that kind of stuff. But you actually really do talk to each other as that. Cool. person because you have to to yeah. solve the uh the i'm gonna have to disease. come over at some point and join you in a game <clears throat> uh, it's a really good game it's only small and i think it's well, i think you can get it for about 20 quid yeah um really good one for christmas i'd say really cheery <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so i've had a few more turn up but um i'll talk about those another time um yeah as i was saying work is nice and measured at the moment I haven't got people hassling me. That's good. Um, First time for a long time that's been the case. Yeah, it? really. And it's nice not to get daily emails chasing me or changing things. Um, I'm just working on one site at the moment and they're just leaving me to it. Cool. So I'm a little bit behind on it, but I'm not beating myself up. Other things. Uh, TV-wise, uh, I haven't been watching too much TV, but I have been catching the boys when my wife's away, which she is at the moment. <laughs> so good. It's so offensive. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. It's so funny. Though. If you haven't watched it, it's on Amazon Prime. Yes. Yeah. And really good. it's got Chappie who played Judge Dredd in the latest yeah, Judge uh, Dredd film. Urban. Yeah, Keith Urban. Is it, is Keith, it Keith Urban? Urban? No, it's not Keith Urban. Is no, it Keith Urban's a, a country singer? Right. Somebody um, Urban. Yeah. And his Cockney accent is just... It's, 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 so it's up weird. there with Dick Van Dyke. It's so weird that he's doing a Cockney accent. Why are you doing a Cockney accent? <laughs> I don't know. Why couldn't they just keep him Australian? New Zealand. Or New Zealand or whatever oh, it is. Easy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's about a sort of anti-superhero team that are taking out superheroes because actually superheroes are morally yeah. uh, uh, repugnant. It's Carl Urban, by the way. Carl Urban, uh, who is, he's still fantastic. Yeah, it? he is. They obviously couldn't. Uh, use the guy who plays Preacher because he would be absolutely perfect for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, well worth watching. It's really funny. My brother-in-law recommended that to me. Yeah. And um, I've read the first couple of collections of the comic. I don't like the art. I'm no. sorry. Who's no. it by the art? It's a Garth Ennis it is. written thing, isn't it? Yeah. Who did the I, art? I don't know, but no. it's 
that kind of airbrushed. Mm. Um, it's not, not a fan. my favourite. No. I caught a glimpse of, I think 2000 AD on Twitter posted a picture of one of the latest stories in the in the comic. And I thought, Jesus, that art is so, well, I don't want to say awful. It's better than anything I could do. But the style of it is just really did not tick any of my boxes at all. I mean, it would put me off buying the comic again. Mm. I think there's a de- there is a, a demand for that kind of airbrushed full colour artwork. Mm. But I quite like just reading black and white panels and let my mind do the rest of it. It's yeah, well, kind of it kind of t- pulls that comic back from a filmic sort yeah. of look to more of a narrative. I don't know. There's something about black and white that I like. When I eventually um, write and draw my Judge Dread comic, yeah, <clears throat> that's just going to be black and white and red. Oh. I think that's all you need for Dread, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Anyway, uh, what else? Uh, I watched War of the Worlds, BBC adaptation. Oh, I've it's, just seen your rating. Oh, my God. It, that bad? Oh, no, that was just me leaning on the... Uh, oh, okay. But it's actually quite fitting. I just lent on the uh, <laughs> on the keyboard. It's a series of uh, zeros. <laughs> uh, no, it's... I wanted to like it so much, and the effects are okay, but then it goes all Doctor Who rubber... You know, uh, brick brickwork falls down. You can see the bricks bouncing. The trailer looked okay. Why not just stick to the story? The story is great. Oh, are they not? I thought that was the whole thing. Not that it really. Was authentic. No. no. Um, Thunder Child isn't in it. The there aren't enough crowds. You know, we've complained yeah. about this in the past, where there's just not enough yeah. people. And they say, you know, so they they, they cut to this, um, I don't know, some government hall in London, and talking about refugees. And they were like, these are all people from Surrey who've come up from. Uh, Woking, etc., etc., and uh, there's about like thirty pop, people pop milling pop around. <laughs> <laughs> you think what? It's it's really and it's tried to bring it up to date with um, with. Don't tell me the Me Too movement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh. which is great, but sometimes there's room for not, you know, yeah, <laughs> for uh, because the the book is really not about characters or isn't isn't character driven. It's a kind of uh, it's just about man versus mm. this entity that they cannot control. And that would be far more interesting and scary and yeah. And yeah. Dystop- dystopian. It's, you know, it's absolutely appalling. Oh, there you yeah. I've got that recorded. So I'll, no, I'll, I really I'll give want, it a go. I, I watched the first episode and it was yeah. okay. The second episode, I was just oh, so boring. Uh, have you been watching his dark materials? No, I haven't. <sighs> that is, is that good? Very good. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's one of these uh, kind of BBC co-production things with some American network, I think. So it's got big budget. And they did a film of the first of the, the books, I don't know, 10 years ago or something, maybe more. And it really suffered from not having the budget to spend on special effects. And this BBC production knocks it into a cocked hat. It's, uh, it's really great looking, beautifully photographed. Great cast. Really, really enjoying it. Cool. So worth worth uh, catching up with that if you can. Well, we might as well you tell us what's on your desk. Hmm. What's been on your desk the last few weeks? I'm working on a few commissions now, so I've got a couple of things on for books. Oh yeah, uh, I've got some uh, incidental illustrations to do for someone's putting together a sci-fi role-playing game. Cool. So some little incidental stuff for a rule book. Um, a big. Watercolour illustration for a client in Northern Ireland. I've worked for the agency before and I did some watercolour work for them. So it's going to be a 
uh, an aerial view of a a town. Um, uh, and even <clears throat> uh, I'm going to be doing a couple of comic covers for a pitch. You know, kind of you get variant comic covers, yeah, kind of Kickstartery stuff and pitches. So yeah, two. I can't say much more about them, but yeah, a couple of variant covers for a sci-fi comic. Wow! Pitch. So feast from famine to feast. Yeah, absolutely That's brilliant. He's like so uh, pleased with you. Yeah, and a couple of other things have come in as well that I need to kind of follow up on. So it's, uh, you know, after having almost no commercial illustration work all year, in the last two, three weeks, I've got half a dozen things have come in, really. That's great news. Yeah, it's reassuring. Um, What else have I been doing? Uh, I've been learning to draw on the iPad, finally, John. Right. After having it for, I don't know, 18 months or something. And picking it up and trying to use Procreate and the Apple Pencil and and just not getting on with with drawing digitally at all. Um, and I think I tweeted something a few weeks ago about you know kind of people who use use that tech. What's what's their kind of one tip? And a bunch of people said you know about tweaking the brush settings and getting a matte screen protector, which I already had. Uh, but Rob McCallum um, said, ditch your sketchbooks for a fortnight. Yeah. And just sketch on the iPad. It's really good advice. I did, and it worked. It's the best way to learn new apps as well, isn't it? Yeah. You know, take your um, hands off the, off the wheel. It was just so frustrating to begin with because I yeah. just wasn't getting anything. Not only was I not getting a, a look that I didn't like, I just wasn't drawing as well mm-hmm. because I, I just wasn't used to how you needed to work but i feel like in the last week or so i've really got used to it still loads i need to know about you know how to draw digitally but at least now i'm at a place where i can produce something i'm happy with and i haven't felt and felt the need to throw the ipad out the window do you think there's a difference between i mean i know for you as an artist uh, but um, do you think there's a difference in technique yeah and i don't really know why yeah <laughs> But is this is this a, is this your mindset? Do you think, or do you I'm think it, do, do people is it a generally held sort of uh, feeling? Uh, I don't know. I, I think for me, it was probably just a mental thing that where because it felt so different, it was it was kind of messing with my brain, and I found myself trying to draw differently. And weirdly, in the last week, I think when I started doing the digital stuff, I was trying to draw stuff really clean. Mm-hmm. Because I, I kind of thought that's the benefit I would get from working digitally. You know, I could draw clean stuff and it'd be brilliant for prints and things. But actually in the last few days, I've it's gone the other way. And I think maybe digital is going to free me up mm-hmm. and allow me to draw a lot looser. Yeah. Because you can work underneath it. Yeah. And you can underneath just and then drop can, that back and then Exactly. Work. You just keep working that's how on I work. top. Yeah. I don't... I don't Go straight into the drawing. Yeah, I me do, too. I do really, really rough. Then I put another layer and knock that back. And I might even blend those layers together at some point because yeah. if you do, if you overwork it, it becomes too crisp. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I. I think. Have you developed your own pencil? Have you made your own um, brush, or are you relying on the original brushes that came? I am using with? the original brushes, but I've tweaked the few that I use most yeah. frequently. Yeah. Um. Because I think that really helps. I think what what I did was I scanned in my own drawing, and then 
modeled the ink oh, okay. to look like how yeah. I was drawing. It was only a tiny tweak or so. It just, you know, add a bit of noise and a bit of blobbiness yeah. that you get with ink. And yeah. that was it. You're done. Yeah. Uh, I think if you try and use them out of the box, they're too clinical, they're too clean. Yeah. Or they just look too much like natural media, which just looks weird. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It needs, yeah. There's this weird halfway house. Yeah. Um, I saw someone doing a demo with Procreate 5, which is out as a beta at the minute. Have you played on that? Have you got the beta? No, I've seen a video. Does it finally have a palette on the screen, please? Yeah, there's a kind of pull-off palette oh, that you can have, which is yeah. amazing. But the other thing is that when you click into the drawing tools, you know, when you get the kind of customised brush palette, mm-hmm. that goes full screen with a, a live... Uh, oh, demo of good. the tweaks yeah. that you're doing, which is yeah. great idea. Yeah, um, yeah. So it, that's that's been really good. Kind of finally getting used to that um, and getting comfortable with it. So it's going to be interesting for me to see sort of how what I draw and I, yeah. if it changes what I draw and how I draw. Oh, well, did you do that skull that I saw on Twitter yesterday? Yes. That's digitally. Yes. Oh, I couldn't tell. That's brilliant. It looks it looks like you. That was not not uh, the skull. That was the first time I'd used that brush. It was like a, is it called a splatter ink pen or something? I can't remember. Right. Yeah, but it, you kind of use that at different sizes, and it it really does kind of replicate kind of ink on on kind of a toothy soft paper. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's nice. So that was that's kind of. Good drawing news. Uh, bad drawing news was that I failed um, at Inktober this year. I, only, I did worse than last year. I think last year I did 25 out of the 31. This year I did 14. And I just ran out of enthusiasm for the the project I'd set myself, which was drawings based, buildings based on Under Milk Wood mm-hmm. by uh, Dylan Thomas. And I kind of, you know, it started all great for the first few. And then you realise that actually most of the buildings are just houses and I kind of, they were taking me quite a long time to do. And I just thought, put that on the back burner for now. Yeah. I don't think you should worry about. Well, no, I, to be honest, to be honest, it, I gave up quite easily. John. I didn't beat myself <laughs> up about Drawing it. all those bricks day after day would drive yeah. anyone mad. Yeah. But yours was, was, I absolutely loved yours. It was probably oh, the favourite Inktober project I saw. Thank you. I actually lost, you know, following my great social media, <laughs> I actually lost followers during um, my campaign. I don't know how, what I'm doing wrong. Maybe it's I'm just the algorithm, not- John. <laughs> I couldn't care less, really. It was um, great, though. And the, yeah. the print that you've made of the, the whole thing, it's just absolutely wonderful. Oh, thank you. I'll send you one in the car. I'll send you a check in the copy uh, in the post with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've done an A4 version. I haven't printed an A3, actually. Um I quite like it as small, so I was showing it to yeah. Alad, and uh, you know it's quite nice at small because it, at A4 because it's so tiny and intricate. Yeah, but yeah, it was it uh, was actually really easy, and um, I didn't uh, I didn't sweat over it because I was only doing small illustrations. I just gave myself an hour each time. Um, cool, and once you I got tell. one sorted, I just that was it. And then yeah. the last few days were really easy because I just cheated, <laughs> just uh, <laughs> drew a center center centerpiece with lettering. That was lovely. But really by nice. that time, I was you know I was losing users over hand over fist. Never knowingly undersold. Um, uh, well, that sounds good. I'm really pleased about yeah. the commissions. And have they come through the traditional social media way or have you been out there putting the, 
doing I using other, ha- other methods? I haven't really put anything out there. One contact came through kind of a long, drawn-out post I put on Twitter about kind of illustration and social media and how it was, you know, failing illustrators and stuff. Um, and a couple have come from existing clients or kind of people I knew on Twitter before. Um, and a couple of people recommended me for things. So, so. But uh, no, as yet, I haven't done anything else uh, to kind of seek out work. I guess I've been more visible on Twitter lately, mm. which is good. I still do really enjoy it as a community. Mm-hmm. Instagram, not so much. I think I've put up two posts in the last three weeks, mm-hmm. whereas I used to be putting up four or five a week. Yeah, I think when I was walking the dog a lot and stuff, I would take random photos of things. But mm. now, and, and also my camera is, you know, the, the, I think it's the um, the screen over it. It just gets scratched after a while, doesn't it? So everything's yep. slightly out, of, it seems slightly out of yeah. focus. Uh, I've also bent my phone, which is really Did you sit on it? Yeah, well, I always keep it in my back pocket, which is not clever, uh. is it? I always activate Siri, you know, and I bend it. So I've I've done something, damaged something. I can't use the headphones now. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So I not. I don't want to spend that no. much money on a new phone. I really don't. I have yeah. no interest in it. Right. Shall we go on to some news? Let's. What you got? Uh oh, I got loads. I'm gonna. <sighs> let, should we do Christmas presents afterwards? Should we? Should, yeah. Because yeah, we're yeah. gonna. You've got some Christmas ideas, haven't you? Yeah. As well. Well, vaguely, yes. Well, let's put those to the back then, and yep, okay. I will start with Hofler, Hoffler, and Co. Mm. They, uh, we talked about them in their recent abstract Netflix documentary, which you, yeah. if you haven't watched, I really recommend watching. It was really interesting, and one of the most interesting segments of it was one about secrets of typography. Mm. And they've expanded that with a post on, I'm guessing, I think it's Medium. It's on, and. Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes. It sort of talks about how all of the kind of optical illusions that they that they have to use That's to really nice. trick your it's eye into using those graphics from the show. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting article, and they've also yesterday released a new font catalog, which or typeface catalog, which is only fifteen pounds. And the great thing is, when I went through the the laborious um, Shopify. Uh, delivery thing where you only mm. find out the delivery by going through the whole process, which yes. is so annoying. Um, delivery is free in the UK. So if you're after that oh. for Christmas, 15 quid can't be bad, can it? For a lovely bit of design porn. Yeah. Really nice. Yeah. Um, cool. So yeah, check that, check that article out though. It's really fascinating. Yeah. Always good. Uh, my first bit of news is about Tesla. Oh yeah. You can't, you can't have uh, missed their, the launch of their new pickup truck, which isn't a pickup truck. It's a cyber truck. Right. I don't know what makes it a cyber truck. So Elon Musk has long talked about an electric pickup truck. And he's talked about it's being influenced by kind of anime and Blade Runner and sci-fi. And they unveiled it. And it is one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. The proportions are hideous. The design aesthetic is ugly. I mean, it it looks like it's been rendered with far too few polygons. <laughs> yeah, it's like something out of Wipeout, isn't it? From yeah, play, well, the original from, PlayStation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Maybe. the the launch um, was a, a kind of a bit of a disaster too. The, the their head designer 
came out and threw a big metal ball at the window to show how bulletproof the glass was and promptly shattered it and tried again with the next window and shattered that too. Um, so it's just, it was just a, I don't know. I mean, some people on, on the, the Twitter sphere are saying it's, you know, fantastic, uh, bit of brutalist design, but I don't think it is because there's, you know, there's, there's some beauty in good brutalist architecture and there's nothing in this just, you know, proportionally, it just looks all wrong. So yes, <clears throat> that's my opinion. What yeah. do you think? I think it's, it's, it's ugly. It looks impractical. Mm. It's stupid. Um, it looks yeah. like a prototype DeLorean from 1975. <laughs> it does look a bit DeLorean-like. No. Yeah. I mean, the guy's an idiot, isn't he? <laughs> Sorry. I can't, I thought it was I funny can't that, stand him. That his, uh, his net worth dropped by almost $800 million mm. after the launch. It's just so No, I'm not a fan of Elon it? Musk. I love everything that SpaceX does. Yeah. Uh, I think it's incredible how they're pushing forward um, uh, astro-engineering. Um, and giving NASA a kick up the arse. But uh, no, I'm not a big fan of Elon. If you watch the HBO series Silicon Valley, have you ever watched any of those? No. Um, it's just, you know, it is art replicating real life almost is to it? the point where it's actually, it's softer than real life, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely worth a watch. It's funny, <clears throat> funny program. Will do. Um, sticking with uh, things automotive. Uh, the Victorian Albert Museum have got a new exhibition, Cars Accelerating the Modern World, um, which might be um, quite interesting because it's not just about car design, but it's about how the role of the car is shaped the world we live in. So I guess that's going to touch on everything from consumerism to architecture, town planning. Um, so yeah, it might be a really interesting show. I've not got a great track record with big shows at museums. I've found them to be a bit poor. Um, but that might be one I um, I go have a look at, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, what else you got? Uh, Chris Ware, a comic artist who, who is just creates the most insane worlds in his yeah. books. He's got a new book out. It's uh, taken him two decades, apparently, according a, to... It's um, a chunky it's nice that. And it's called Rusty Brown. It's, uh, yeah, it's just a collection of panels that are almost like deconstructed comic books. How, they all have a common style to them. I mean, he, you know, mm. Chris Ware is quite recognisable, but they're just, he just pushing the boundaries of comic book making. It is not mainstream in terms of storytelling or uh, layout, but it's just fascinating. It's stuff that you could look at. For, for hours and hours and hours gorgeous. on end. Um, really you know, sometimes, influential in Sometimes his, as well. his storytelling can be a bit laboured, I find, but that, yeah. that's because of, you know, the art is so so much at the forefront. Mm. And it is, it is pretty bleak, most of it. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of stories of lonely people often, aren't they? Mm. You know, he's even looking at, like, you know, the halftone dots and... Um, you know, sort of the actual physical makeup of comic book and printing. It's so, it's just so fascinating. He's, yeah. I, I can't wait to uh, to have a look at that one. I've actually still not got the buildings one. Have you got that? That's and the you, one you bought so, me, isn't it? Yeah, is that something holding up your building? 
<laughs> it's next to my desk. It's fantastic. Yeah. There's so much stuff in there. Yeah. So many other bits and pieces. It's not just a book. You know, there's posters and uh, kind yeah, of it's like that Dracula and, thing that was yeah, yeah, yeah. you were talking about last last episode. Yeah. yeah. No, it's fantastic. Yeah, that does look like a uh quite the book. Does it say how much it is? Published by Penguin. It's raining, so the internet's uh, slow. It's twenty five quid. So <laughs> oh, that's all right, isn't it? For yeah. a big old book like that. Yeah, it looks like uh, it's the same format as uh Jimmy Corrigan <laughs> with the multi folded uh, oh, yeah. hardback cover. Yep. My next bit of news is something I saw on might have been Kotka. That's how that's pronounced, isn't it? Yeah. Um and it's the Orca archive. Orca which, archive. Uh, the Orca archive. It fits nicely into, you know, our love of um nicely ordered Tints. colours and things. Yeah. Um and it's uh the artist uh Heidi Gustafsson is uh, archiving all the different ochres from around the world. So ochres are kind of iron-based earth pigments, basically, I think. Mm-hmm. There's a, a huge variety of them from kind of deep dark reds to kind of silvery blues and lilacs and yellows and oranges. Um, so she runs this ochre archive. I think it's fantastic. Uh, you can sponsor a pigment. You can... You can donate not only money, but you can donate an ochre. You can send pigment offerings, which is a lovely phrase, isn't it? A pigment offering. <laughs> um, and uh, one of the best bits about this project, obviously, is is the the kind of homepage of the project has this beautiful uh, array of all these different ochres, which is just a beautiful thing to look at. It's a bit like that. Um, was it you that showed that pastel company in France? On here, we talk, we've talked about. It. I, can't remember I think that was Daniel Benoith Gray. Oh, was it? One in. Yeah, yeah, I did one of glass. Um, yes, the little, little glass tile things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's a good fit for North v South, I think. Yeah, it's lo- gorgeous. Beautiful, gorgeous. isn't it? Just makes yeah. you want to kind of get your hands in there. And <laughs> uh, anyway, lovely. Uh, let's go from cheerful stuff to uh, what the um, uh, makers call optimistic nihilism. Mm. Uh, a an animation studio called Kurzgesagt. My German is not good. Right. A studio founded by someone called Philipp Detmer. They've been producing these flat animations of all kinds of uh, kind of dour subject matters. But their um, their latest film is What If We Nuke a City? Right. And it's it's kind of promoting the anti nuclear societies or sort of campaigns against it and uh yeah it's a very interesting film it's sort of narrated in a very deadpan way yeah well worth a watch and very very talented beautiful animation yeah yeah it is it's sort of ben the illustrator style flat yeah art, isn't it but yeah it's uh it's it's pretty grim <laughs> thanks for bringing that I, to i'd our rather be in the first wave of the you know when the yes. bomb goes off yeah i don't want to hang around right underneath it yeah it's annihilation or bust for me Right. A chap called Pablo Stanley um, launched a thing called Open Doodles, which was a set of hand-drawn vector illustrations. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use them, redraw them, use them for personal or commercial use. Uh, he sort of promoted it alongside Inktober. I wonder mm-hmm. whether he was drawing them during Inktober. I don't yep. know much more than that. But what was really 
strange about this uh, was that when he posted this out, he got loads of flack from illustrators and designers complaining that he was demeaning and devaluing illustration or design by giving stuff away for free. And I wondered what you thought about this. Well, that sounds like bollocks to me, John. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is a big thing on on social media about uh, sites that offer work for cheap, devaluing either design or illustration, things like Fiverr or, you know, those kind of things where you can get your logo designed for bugger all. Or, and it, it kind of crosses over into illustration where people doing work for exposure or young illustrators doing work super cheap. And it's all about, you know, how it devalues the industry as a whole. And a lot of the criticism comes from people who are doing really, really well. So you have to take it with a bit of a pinch of salt. Um, but if an, if, if one illustrator or a designer chooses to produce a project and make it available for free, how can that possibly be criticised? I don't know. Him. I mean, obviously, he promotes, wasn't asked to do it for free, yeah, was he? he? There's he, a massive difference here. And obviously, he's, not, he's got him getting benefits from it because it's you know driving traffic to his site. People will see this and they'll commission him to do stuff. It's not as if he's 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 produced illustration that can be used for any circumstances. They're very stylistically, you know, of their thing, aren't they? You know, you yeah, use them for like, anything. They're like the illustrations you get for Dropbox or, you know. Yeah, they're really nice. Yeah, and I, I say, well done, Pablo. And, Absolutely. Um, I think that you getting criticised for this is just epidemic of the Twitter uh, and the sort of this new world where – Everything has to be black or white, criticised yeah. or not criticised. That's just ridiculous. If you want to give away your stuff for free, then you're not demeaning anything. You, you're you just yeah. being generous. Yeah. So everyone stop being arseholes and <laughs> just get a life. It's ridiculous. Not, I could not agree more. Crazy. Yeah. And then and then people criticising his work as well. I, what gives you the right to, you know, uninvited criticise somebody's I work? I know. I mean, I can't. I mean, that's another big thing is... If you post work on social media, does it mean you're open to having it criticised? Well, Not no, directly. No, it doesn't. Don't if you don't ask for a that critique, person, don't reply that person back into it. Exactly. It's so rude. Yeah. If they ask for it, fine. But yeah. if they don't, piss off. Well, he Mind looks. Your own business. He looks like he's uh, good enough for that to to be water of a duck's back. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hope that didn't uh, affect you in any way, giving away your stuff for free. Yeah. I think you're very generous. So yeah. um, well done, Pablo. Good on you, Pablo. Yeah. Um, talking of arseholes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, this, um, I've seen that Sagmeister and Walsh have split or they're working on separate uh, yes. um, agencies. She's actually said subsequently in, a, in an interview that they're still working on other stuff. So mm. whether, I don't know what's going on. But... Um, my title of this is Designers with Monstrous Egos Discuss. Yeah. If you go to their new website and Walsh, her new agency website. Her new put- agency, which is the same agency, just without Sagmeister. Yeah. Same clients. Is it? There was a big hoo-ha when, when this was kind of announced that, you know, it's the first big female-founded creative agency and stuff. Well, she founded it with Stefan Sagmeister, and he's just left, basically. Right. And you've rebranded. Oh. Anyway, go on. The, jo- the joke of putting the designer at the forefront has been running now with Sagmeister for a very long time. I know. And don't you think we've had enough of it? 
But do you think it needs to be pushed anymore? Because they've actually, they're standing in a long row, all the collaborators in this, uh, dressed in the same colour blue. She she loves strong colours. And I'm not denying that she's a great designer and, you know, that she's incredibly talented. But with the reputation that design has at the moment for inward looking, (laughs) ego driven design, do we really need this? Is this the right step for designers? Well, weirdly, uh, you know, <clears throat> looking at the history of Sagermeister and Walsh, um, this is an improvement because I fully expected to see them all naked. Well, they have been. There are, have been some exactly. Of them naked, That's how they launched it again. All, all the they? women with their boobs relaunched out. it exactly. I just what? can you imagine going to work for a place like that and being told, "Oh yeah, for your for the for your bio photo on the uh, on the website, you're going to have to be naked." <laughs> just. I just hate it. You know, there's more to life than design, people. Yeah. I don't want to slag their work. And, no, um, Sagermeister's always been about himself, though, hasn't he? You know, yeah. He, he kind of, you know, he drew stuff on his naked body for some campaign, didn't he? And, it I, definitely I mean, pushes the boundaries of art and, uh, yeah. and design and expressionism. I guess uh, the other side of it, this story, is that Sagmeister has been given um, feedback on work. If you submit work to him on Instagram, okay. he's every Sunday, I think it is. He's basing this on somebody else, uh, another designer. I can't remember who it was, but um, that giving free advice. I think it was, uh, is it Louis Bourgeois? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, she used to, every Sunday, would invite artists round to her, sort of almost like a salon and uh, and review their work oh, yeah. um for free and he's doing the same on Instagram which i think is incredibly generous that is and cool. his comments are really nice and um positive yeah good um, and uh yeah so i'd like to uh, you know i i like to put two sides on every story yeah. but i do think that it, designers need to think about the work is between the client and the services or the products they're yeah. selling it's not about the designer. No, that's it. If your work is that good, then it doesn't need to be about you. No. Does it? I, I don't understand it. Uh, 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 yeah. If it is a joke, the joke's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's been going on about 10 years. Yeah. No. So, um, speaking of grumpy men, i got one, another story here. <laughs> Go on A then. tip from Mark Bolton, who is um, ex-monograph, uh, monotype. Yeah, I uh, used to follow Mark Bolton, and I don't know why I don't anymore. Because he, he's grumpy. Yeah, maybe. Uh, he's like Andy Clark from the web, but yeah. um, but with design shops. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I know I really like his writing and his new website's beautiful. I, I, you know, his, his mm. attention to detail on typography is fabulous. Yeah. But he, his little tip is a good one. Lots of people moving away from Adobe, quite rightly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm even thinking of it at the moment because I'm doing less and less print stuff. And you can, you know, you can go onto Affinity very cheaply buy the product for 50 quid and you've got it until you know you're ready to upgrade whereas Mm -hmm. adobe's is just becoming ridiculous and you're not getting any benefits from the new products yeah you're spending between 50 and 70 pounds a month for the full suite yeah so people are ditching it but they also want access to adobe fonts which is a handy resource to have because you can not only download them to your machine and use them but you can use them on websites i mean you know pretty much every website i'm yeah running 
you know, is, is using Adobe, uh, which was called Typekit before. So he's got a little uh, handy tip on how to do it. So what you do is you cancel your membership and then you sign up to something like Inc- Adobe InCopy or one of their really cheap services. Mm. And with that, you get the free fonts. That's clever. But you have to really click and, you know, yeah, just wiggle, wiggle your way through how, lots of barriers. <laughs> yeah, how convoluted it is. To- yeah. But if you go on his website, we'll put again, we'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, it will tell you how to uh, get get Adobe fonts for under a fiver. Cool. Yeah. Good stuff. And if we've given too much information, then your brain has a delete button. There's an article on Fast Company of how to uh, make space in your brain. Oh. I wish this article was more interesting. It's actually just a load of old blether, but I Is quite it? like the- uh, It's a nice idea. The segue. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't want to delete anything out of my brain. No, it's well, uh, it just says, it just says films, if you if probably. you basically if you don't get enough sleep, then whatever you're thinking about most will be retained, and whatever you're not thinking about will get dropped. And which brings to mind the old classic Alexi Say- Sale um, sketch of him walking along the high street and somebody telling him a fact about the Great Fire of London or something, and yeah. uh, and he forgets how to walk. <laughs> 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 he says knowledge is finite. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. Uh, Christmas recommendations. Yep. Uh, I came across uh, an article on Creative Boom. Uh, so this is very specific, but it is an article, and it's got the 22 best online shops for stationary addicts in 2020. Uh, and it's not just stationary, because some of these companies do also kind of housewares and prints and kind of fabric stuff and but there's a, a heavily weighted towards kind of stationery. Uh and there's some really beautiful stuff in there. A bunch of stuff kind of you know about the graphic center, present correct, um Sparrow and Wolf I've heard of, um Papersmith's counterprint. Um but there's some other really nice kind of small independent shops that are not just online, but they've, you know, some of them have got kind of bricks and mortar stores as well. Um, and some really nice stuff in there. And I picked out there's uh, a really nice enamel pin from uh, Sparrow and Wolf. And it just says, go outside. And it's in the shape of a little <laughs> tree, which I really like. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, and that's just seven quid. So that's a lovely little thing. Uh, and a bit more expensive from choosingkeeping.com is an illustrator's drawing set. Uh, and I like this basically, one, because the sketchbook that comes with it is bright orange, uh, and two, because it has uh, a Palomino Blackwing pen and a carbon platinum oh, yeah, uh, nice fountain pen, which I really love drawing with. <laughs> yeah, that uh, ink is lovely. 44 quid, which is just <sighs> a carbon platinum pens are 20 quid on their own, aren't they? So Yeah. Um, so that's not bad. That, that's a really nice bits. little article uh, full of lovely... Uh, shops and yeah. the the site. I know it's one of those twenty two best blah blah blah. But the site's really nicely designed and it easy. It's not full of ads. It's yeah. really refreshing to have a website that is collating loads of lists. Yeah, that um, doesn't do your head. Before we go on to something else, and I'll put this on the show notes as well. Um, Tina Roth Eisenberg, who runs Swiss Miss, oh, yeah. um, who also run Creative Mornings and Tapley. Uh, she put out a tweet saying, okay, internet, I want to spot all of the small but mighty makers out there who runs an online shop with fun, gifty products that I could funnel some web traffic to. Uh, so if you go on her Twitter feed, 
I think that's a pinned tweet at the minute. And in the replies, there's just a whole bunch of absolutely beautiful stuff from kind of individual artists and craftspeople to kind of people who run small businesses. Uh, and yeah, beautiful stuff for Christmas. Or all right. year round. Gifts are not just for Christmas. Yeah, um, oh, yeah so dig lovely. that out. Lovely stuff. Well, mine's going to start with, because I've been l- researching and doing lots of game, gamey kind of stuff. Yes. When I talk games, I'm talking like... Tabletop games. And- yes. Um, the first one is just amazing and I really want for Christmas. It is um, somebody has cast in pewter uh, all of the characters from the sagas of Nog in the Nog. Mm. Uh, and they actually got the license from small films. So, uh, it's d- beautifully packaged. Um, and just looks like a brilliant Christmas present to get someone who... great little characters, aren't they? Yeah. They have they also do another one called, I think it's called Politicos or something like that, where they're just, um, they're almost like spitting image type yeah. tabletop. You know, if you could make a game out of that, um, that would be very funny. They're like a modern politics yeah. uh, skirmish game. Oh, God, they are good. Yeah. Another one that actually I've bought the rule book to, which is a beautifully produced rule book um, made from... Osprey Publishing, uh, called Burrows and Badges. Um, and it's uh, kind of loosely based on... Do you remember the Red Wall books? Did you mm, ever read those? No, I don't think so. So they're kind of like um, the animals of Farthing Wood, yeah. but in a fantasy setting. Okay. Uh, and um, this is uh, this is a tabletop skirmish game for anthropomorphic creatures. That, that picture of the kind of badger, <laughs> yeah. monk, shaman, who looks like he's just about to perform a sacrifice, is brilliant. Yeah. So it's set in a it's set in Northumbria, and it's a a, a a realm that that is kind of faux medieval. But um, you could you create a little war band of oh, that's really um, nice of you know whatever you want. Some so of the figures are beautiful. Hair warrior, absolutely amazing. So hand, cool. hand, they're all handmade by one person. And, oh, wonderful. Um, yeah, lovely, lovely stuff. You can get a little war band for twenty two quid. So did you say you've bought? That I game? bought the rule book. Yeah. yeah. It's the rules are 20 quid. So you can get it started for about 30 quid, something yeah. like that. Um, so Kitty, my daughter and my nephew, are, they've made their little war band. Um, yeah. They've made a list and it's kind of a little bit RPG light where you carry on from one nice. scene to another. Um, and uh, yeah, so they've made their, they made their list. They've got owls and badges and all sorts. So I now got Looks great. Um, the, following that, another game that just, I don't know how I missed this on Kickstarter and I wish I got it because it looks so good. It's called Nemesis. It's a, I think it's an Italian developed game. Um, and it is sci-fi horror. You are, you wake up on a spaceship having, you know, you're, you're crossing the galaxy somehow and, um, there's an alien on board the ship. You have got to, with five up to five other people, for, uh, dispatch the alien and fix the ship wow. um, and get back into uh thingy. And I mean, I thought it was a, an alien thing looking at the kind of style of that image because it very much looks like sort of a an alien, as in the xenomorph alien yeah. film thing, doesn't it? God, it looks, the concept art and stuff on the website is amazing. Yeah, fabulous. But the, uh, the, the cool thing about the game is that it's meant to be collaborative, but everyone I've read about the reviews that have played it is that it turns into this really selfish uh, way of people shutting people in airlocks, uh, betraying stuff, shutting them in rooms with aliens because they're all trying to get to the uh, this emergency escape hatch. Oh, that sounds great. Um, and you and it counts down slowly towards the ship the ship self destructing. 
So good. Sounds like a brilliant game. It does, yeah. Yeah. Nemesis. It's not cheap. It's 120 quid. It's a big old box. Oh, okay. A bit like the <laughs> uh, Hellboy one. Yeah. Something a bit cheaper is that we've been speaking about it for ages because mm. we both love Judge Dredd and we're sorry to bang on about games and comics, but it's what I love. So um, Judge Dredd starter game is released this week by Warlord Games and the figures are, they've just done the most brilliant job on them yeah uh, they're all resin so they'll be super high nice crisp edges um uh you can get individual characters if you want so you know if you're buying anything for christmas or you can buy the starter game it's about 50 quid with two teams ready to go it looks that's right, absolutely it? brilliant cool and they have really nailed the art in it yeah it looks really good yeah so there's going to be loads more because they've got the rebellion license they're going to be yeah. producing there's there's talk of abc warriors oh that'd be nice yeah, they've the already NBC got Strontium Dog out. Yeah. <clears throat> Good old Johnny Alpha. Yep. So those are my gamey ones. And then the last one is, it was pretty much going to be um, the website of the week, but I might as well, you've rolled yours in, haven't you? Mm. So this was, um, I can't remember where I got this from, but I think it was in October I saw her art. She's called Abby. I don't know her surname. I wonder if it's Dacre. Abby Dacre. Because it, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Studio Dacre. Um, her prints are for sale and i think that they'd make wonderful christmas presents she's an incredible artist wow yeah i i just love this art i absolutely love it she kind of does outlined line drawings of cities they're just breathtaking aren't they yeah yeah I love yeah she kind of what's so fascinating about it is she, she seems to know when to stop <laughs> Do you she know does I mean? you've got i'm looking at one of aberdeen i think now uh yeah not this kind of all this detailing kind of the central city and then it it almost just kind of fades out yeah. towards the kind of horizon and to, as it gets closer to you and it just just fantastic she's yeah. really good to follow on twitter as Is well she? she's sort oh, of right. quite chatty and oh right I, I, well i'll mention her in the notes and see yeah. if we get a response from her but i just think her art is beautiful it's almost like a um one of those old-fashioned plotting machines has drawn yeah, it's almost it like she doesn't take her pen off the paper isn't it yeah no because it's all straight lines and uh, angles it's not yeah. there's not many curves in there yeah. do you know what i mean it, yeah. it looks like a computer's drawn it it's yeah. so oh it's just fabulous so yeah if anyone's feeling really generous and rich i you know send me yes one. right uh we've been going oh an hour we're doing really well yeah with our because you know cutting down the time i I like this this new us (laughs) uh pies you've got a delicious looking pie well it does look delicious doesn't it oh is it as good as it looks well i oh shall i go in it's a mine's a wiltshire cured ham pork pie from waitrose it's a new range of pies they've just got two a pork pie and a and this ham one um, it's got the most incredible looking jelly. Mm. Now I've lifted that this out of the fridge for a bit to get it to uh, to taste. So like an expert. Mm. Oh, the sound of pork pie being consumed. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's really nice. Very subtle. The jelly is magic. They've just got the right amount. It's very sweet. That's my only criticism. Yeah. Very very sweet. But I'm going to give that a solid. Eight out of ten. Good lord! I know. Hold you on to your hat. I hope you're sitting down. <laughs> uh, that's good. I might have to pop to Waitrose and uh, and try that one. Mm. I have got, and I think I've had this one before, not not that long ago. It's a steak and ale pie from Aldi, covered in poppy seeds. I think chocolate pastry. Smells good. Lots of 
It appears to be lots of uh, sort of caramelised onions in the gravy. Again, that's quite sweet. Tasty, that. It actually tastes like kind of a good pub pie. The pastry is really good. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I think it's 7.77. It's a good pie. Uh, Excellent. Mm. So what does the weekend hold for you, Rob? Well, Steph and I have had a couple of weeks off weddings, which has been nice. Uh, But there's another one coming up at the end of next week, so... So not much this weekend, perhaps just making the most of our last free wedding before Christmas. Next week I'm popping up north to see my parents for a few days. Um, and apart from that, just working on these commissions, getting some sketches to the clients for them to approve. Um, yeah, what about you? Not sure. My wife's away at the moment, so um, yeah, see see what kind of state I'm in when I get to the end of the week. Okay. Well, that was good. I enjoyed episode 98. One of my favourites. Yeah, we're nearly there. Yeah. And then we can resign. Yeah. From the world. Yeah, right. Well, so, not out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Cool. All right, then. Really bro. lovely talking to you, John. Yeah, you too. Take and, it easy. Um, speak to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye.